Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This fit nation. This fit nation. This fit nation. This fit nation. This Make them drink strong, cause brother, she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new. Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. If I'm gonna make it through. If I'ma be single, I'ma need a Make them drink strong, cause brother she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new. Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. If I'm gonna make it through. If I'ma be single, I'ma need a double side of that. Knock em back, fill em up, fill em up, fill em up, fill em up Cause if she ain't ever coming back Line em up, line em up, line em up, line em up Knock em back, knock em back, knock em back, knock em back Fill em up, fill em up, fill em up, fill em up Cause if she ain't ever coming back I'ma need some whiskey glasses Cause I don't wanna see the truth Someone new Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses If I'm gonna 
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. If you are a veteran and you are struggling or feel like you're leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to speak to someone. They will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden or an embarrassment to those who are in your inner circle or your friends or family, call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. Just through the Military Broadcast Radio app and check out our family shows. Do not, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date and our latest news episodes and, of course, the stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is a transformational life and business coach who specializes on aligning purpose in both personal and professional aspects of life. She has a successful 20-year career in sales and business development that she draws from when coaching purpose-driven sales and clear leadership. Her purpose is to empower individuals and businesses to lead with purpose and to prosper. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation, Catherine McCord. Welcome, Catherine. How are you? Hi, Reg. Thanks for having me today. I'm doing great. It's Monday and, uh, you know, new week ahead. (laughs) It's Monday, and uh, we, we both woke up this morning. That's good, and uh, yeah, making, making it through the first day of the week, and that's good. It's a check mark. It's a victory. Yes. <laughs> if you don't mind, Catherine, tell us a little bit about your journey. How this all started? I mean, twenty years in sales and business, and then now becoming a coach to help others be successful in the same thing. Let's go back as far as you want to go to where we are now. Sure. I mean, I think um, throughout my life, you know, I think everybody in general looks for some sense of purpose within their life or throughout their life. And so it's at very different times. And, you know, every decade brings in a new opportunity, I think, to, to reassess and recalibrate and wonder, you know, are you on the right path? And um, I'd say that my journey really started in my 20s. And I had situations happening at the time that were not so amazing, um, like my mom and my sister falling ill within a year of each other. Uh, with very devastating diseases and not really knowing, you know, what the outcome was going to look like. Um, You know, working in, I was in finance for a good five years and realized that that wasn't really the path I wanted to expand on and wanted to grow my career. I really was interested in marketing and sales. That was my my background um, in terms of studying. And I ended up switching jobs and then three years later lost that job. There was a downturn um, in the company. And at that time, I was still dealing with a lot of the emotional stuff from my mom and my sister. And luckily they are totally fine today. So I'm really, really proud and happy to say that they've pulled through all that they had to, um, to be here with us today. And, um, but at that moment of losing my job, you know, still dealing with the emotional side of my my family situation, it, it just really got me thinking of like, you know, every job that I keep going to, there's some really excitement to it. And then months later, I'm still striving for more and striving for more. And usually that's, you know, you're climbing the corporate ladder and everything's great. But I still felt like there was sort of a missing part. And Throughout my 20s, I would say that it was, I was very attuned to watching what other people were doing and figuring out, you know, the people who seemed to be 
already on the path of their passion maybe or their purpose if we would call it that today um and when trying to figure out like how did they get there and then also realizing that there was other people around surrounding me who we were all sort of trying to figure things out like what kind of job do i really want and I seem to have this natural ability to kind of go, you know, I really see you in this role. And I've always been someone who's been an observer, someone who's very attuned to energy and, you know, how people are and um, recognizing it's not that I could tell them exactly, oh, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be this, but definitely had some sense of like, oh, looking at their personality, looking at the things that they enjoyed in life and could kind of pull it together for them. And um, anyways, long story short, moved into my uh, turning 30 and realized that, you know, I myself was not doing that. I wasn't following the path that I felt was really innately who I was. And there were other things um, surrounding me, like the lifestyle that I was living was um, not the lifestyle I wanted. I've always been a very athletic, active person, and I wanted to go somewhere where the lifestyle seemed a little bit healthier. And not that I couldn't have those choices where I was living in, in an urban center, but it just didn't offer me, it seemed, the, the sense of that fully and completely. So I looked around and decided I'd move across the country. So I live in Canada and I grew up in Montreal, moved across the country to Vancouver where it's on the ocean, the mountains. So I was able to really just re-engage with my athletic side and my physical um, fitness side. And um, through that journey, I also started to discover more again, like being in sales and marketing, realizing that some of these companies weren't businesses that I wanted to be a part of. They didn't really have a mission. They, it was just sell, sell, sell. And there was no real purpose behind what they were doing. And then I stumbled across this other company um, after working on my own as a freelancer for a while. I discovered a company that really had a mission and a passion and a purpose. And it was all around sustainability and helping people go enjoy the outdoors while not wearing plastic. And not to pr promote them here, but um, just saying that they were probably the, the first company that I had really connected with realizing that this business had a purpose. So even though they're a retail brand and they're selling their clothing, there was a much deeper story that they were trying to get across. And so that got me to thinking more about my own purpose and my own mission in life. And so I sought out a life coach at one point um, and I thought, wow, this is, this is really the journey I wanna be on is helping coach others find their mission, their calling, their purpose, their passion. And it took me a couple of years because of course I had a great job, I was traveling the world you know, everything was just really feeding what it is that I wanted in my life, like adventure and freedom and purpose. Um, and then I finally, in 2020, um, the company was moving their office and um, it gave me an opportunity to sit back and say, okay, what is really my next chapter? And that's when I really decided to fall into this coaching um, place and this coaching venture realizing that I can make a much bigger impact as a coach now versus being an individual contributor in an organization. It's a, a good journey right there you know, <laughs> of uh, ups and downs, tri trials and tribulations. And you, you yes. see a couple things in there that I think affect a lot of people. You go into a job, you, you think it's what you want, you lose that passion. You hit that wall and you're like, okay, I'm just going to work today. I'm angry. I just, I'm getting my coffee. I'm going in there. I don't want to be there. 
what do I want to do? What's my purpose? You said that as well. Passion and purpose, I think, go hand in hand when you're trying to be happy in life. And and if you don't have it, it it's just a miserable daily grind for you. I'm glad you found yours finally. And uh, thank you. Also, through your work with the sustainable company there, that helped you also broaden your horizons and be outdoors and do things that you enjoyed. And then in 2020, you were able to spread your wings and fly on your own. So, so how's the last uh, two years, I guess, you'd launched during a pandemic, so it's a little different, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was a little, tr- that was a little, uh, little fear for you in there. How did fear guide you into that, or how did that fuel you through your, through your first few years of your startup here? Sure, 100% it's a challenge. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think that anyone just drops into making a new change in their life and everything is smooth and you know, crystal clear. Um, I'm still sorting some things out for sure because it's still so new, but I have to say that it's been really incredible. Um, The feedback that I get has been incredible. Um, Just a lot of people saying how much they resonate with truly what it is that I'm trying to do with my mission and helping others, you know, find their path to purpose and also be able to prosper from it. Because some people think that purpose is just this dreamy thing and we don't, you know, it's a luxury to go and look for your purpose, but the truth is, is you can create a really nice life and you can actually prosper from it um, and earn from purpose, whether that's with uh, within an organization or on your own. But to talk about the fear part, I mean, certainly there's always fear. Um, you know, I have to say that I walk a lot of my clients through this exercise of fear versus regret. And um, one of the biggest things that you realize throughout life is when you talk to older people, they always say, try to live your life without regrets, because when you're older, you have all these memories, but in part of those memories are things that maybe you're regretful for, and it's not easy to live with regret. So to help my clients recognize what fear really is and how to move through it and so they don't have a regret is a big part of my mission and what I do. Where it happened for me is that um, I also lost my father in 2019. So that was a bit of, um, of, I guess, a bit of a catalyst in a way that made me say, okay, you know what, Catherine, you've done all that you can do um, with the organization that you were with. Um, What other companies would you want to work with? And there's some amazing brands out there that I would be happy to be a part of their world. But I think coaching just really grasped me at the right time. And like I said, I feel like I can have way more of an impact working um, with many individuals and not just as a contributor within an organization. So looking at that fear versus regret, losing my father, you know, made me realize too, is like, hey, I'm not getting any younger. My father lived a really nice long life. You know, he he passed away at 79. Um, But I know there are some things possibly in his life, not that he regretted, but that he was, you know, maybe didn't take action on um, because he was, you know, living the corporate world, raising his family and that. And I figured, you know what, it's probably no better time than, than all these things. I feel like they were just aligned to happen to give me the courage to say, I think it's time for me to make that change and, and take a leap. And one thing I'll tell you, um, just from my own experience, though, with fear is that I've made a lot of risky changes in my life. And um, with each one, though, it's really hard to tell someone to trust their intuition and that the intuition will absolutely tell you whether it's the right leap or not. 
But in my scenario, I mean, I can only speak from my experience and now obviously watching some of my clients do it, but there's this weird, it's like fear and excitement combination. And when, when excitement outrides the, the anxiety of fear, I'll call it, um, that's when you should know that you're probably on the right path or you're very likely on the right path. And it's excitement can be scary too, but it's, it's, it's almost like you get this overwhelming feeling of like, I know this is really risky. I know this is something I should fear, but it just feels exciting. So if that can be a tip for anybody sitting in fear right now and figuring out like, what, what is it more that you feel? Is it an anxious excitement or an actual anxious angst of what, what the outcome could be? What missing out on something as well. And uh, yeah, I, I started this year on new year's day. I jumped off a cliff in, in Puerto Rico and wow. Like, okay. Love that. The anxiety and excitement at the same time is up there. You're up there. You don't, yeah. you don't even know what's below. You just, I'm, I'm just doing this. I'm, I'm up here. I have to go. I'm not climbing back down. I'm jumping. <laughs> jumped, my wife filmed it as I had a great time. And, and that's how I started off this year. And just, I jumped into it basically. And, and I think that's a way we all need to do things and live without the regrets. Like you're saying, and if, if you don't do something that, cause you're afraid when you're up in the seventies, like your dad was, and you look back, say, I wish I would have done it. There's no movie. You, your life isn't a movie. You can't press a button and be 17 again. And do right. that. like movies make you think you can do that stuff. You can't. You got to go after your goals, chase them, and keep living that life. Uh, I had a young man on here, a former Marine, Alan Simmons. He uh, hosts the, the Purpose Pod, and he, he has mm-hmm. a saying, live with purpose on purpose. Nice. And I believe yes. that that's the way we should all move out is live with purpose on purpose. Do what you want to do and have a purpose while you're doing it. And I think that's kind of the same motion you're telling your clients as well. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when we think about fear, it's really, it is the unknown. And, you know, there's a saying that, that fear can be um, um, false evidence appearing real, right? right? So un- unless you venture it or dip a toe in and see where it can go, um, then you're never going to know. And it's it, sometimes you'd really be surprised at, at where it could lead you and what opportunity sits there. So Exactly. And I think uh, when in 2020, when you, you started this venture, at the, probably, I don't know if you started the beginning of the year or during, during the pandemic when it started, but whatever time January. You, started, <laughs> you had a little leeway right there. I mean, it started right where you were on that coast. So uh, on this continent as well, along uh, um, with COVID, it started in Washington state. So right near where you are there. And uh, so you kind of knew what was going to happen and, and you still went into it with the unknown of what could happen. How could this business grow or how, how many people can I actually help? But I think a lot of people were able to pivot during uh, this last two years and learn that the online game is a lot better. You can reach a whole wider audience instead mm-hmm. of people just in your neighborhood. Yes, and that's really important. I mean, we we limit ourselves. We are our own limitations. Yes. You know, there's a lot of books out there that people can read, and it, it really is. We are, we're the ones that really limit ourselves and, and keep ourselves stuck sometimes. And um, certainly the pandemic has just allowed us to become more creative. Like you said, we've had to pivot. We've had to... Cr- be more creative in how we outreach to new audiences, how we create new connections with people. And certainly in, in my business, a lot of it is online. Yes, because of the pandemic, but what's been great is that individuals who live in other countries that I've known, whether through work or whether through friends or through my own friendships, 
um, have been able to refer me to other people that as long as the time zone works, um, we're able to connect and, and get the job done. So uh, whether that's organizations that I, I work with or whether that's individuals. Um, so it's certainly been um, a creative uh, moment as well as a pivotal moment for, for many people. It's, it's good you brought up the time zone challenge because uh, that's <laughs> another challenge I have along with scheduling is figuring out those time zones and making sure we're both awake at the same time to talk to each other. And that's always fun when you cross the world. Yes, yes. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your Selling, selling with Soul program. Sure. I love this program because, um, as you mentioned, I've been in sales and business development pretty much my whole career. And I've always been a little bit different. I've never been the, you know, you grease my head and I grease yours kind of salesperson. <laughs> I've never been the used car salesperson. If anything, it just goes against the grain of who I am as a person. I've always led with integrity in everything that I do. And, um, you know, not to say that salespeople are not honest and don't have integrity. They certainly do. But there, you know, there is the old school way of how people have been trained and how managers led their teams with a very high pressure tactic with trying to manipulate the conversation and the outcome, that sort of thing. And although in sales, you know, it's, it's not to me, it's not about manipulating. It's about let's make a real connection. And if the real connection exists there, whether that's you personally with the buyer whether that is the connection, the proper connection between your products or your services, um, what the connection is to the opportunity, all that comes into play into the longevity of what that relationship and sustainability of your revenue could look like. And so Selling with Soul is a program that I created specifically for sales individuals, sales leaders, as well as budding entrepreneurs or people who are already entrepreneurs, existing entrepreneurs that are running businesses and are struggling with sales or looking for a new lease on sales. And it's, an, it's a holistic approach it brings in purpose-driven sales. It works from a place of opportunity and connection and collaboration versus a place of, I just need to sell more. Yes. Here, buy more. I mean, like, yeah, we've, we've launched a new, new system. You need to buy it, right? But why are you buying it? And what's the bigger picture? So in fact, um, the program is, goes quite in depth in terms of like when you are working with organizations, whether small or large, there are different opportunities that your brand, your service, your product are bringing to that, that buyer or that other company. So what is the holistic view of what that can look like long-term from making money to making their life easier to you know, um, making things more productive and efficient even on your client side, not just your side. Uh, so again, it's really a holistic view of how to sell. And it's called selling with soul because there's a lot of people who have, who have had their soul sucked um, the life out of them pretty much from sales. I, I didn't really say that properly, but you know what I mean? They, they've got the, their life sucked out of them from, from doing sales long enough, d depending on what, what type of sales you've been doing. And if you're doing a large scale, like corporate sales, you're selling to the same people over and over again. So yeah. you're saying this shiny object's better than that shiny object I sold you two years ago when it's really right. thing, just an update of it. So you're saying only the last two years, why should I buy it again? And, and then you got to sell, like basically you're sucking your life out of you trying to sell it. And they're just sucking, sucking off that and say, Hey, all right, I'm losing it. I'm losing my mind here, buying the same item again and again. So it, 
it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, when you think about time, when times get rough, I mean, the pandemics is certainly a great example of this. But and even when recessions have happened is, you know, companies have to go back to the root of who they are and what they were trying to do in the first place and who were their true audience that they were targeting. And for businesses to buy, they have to consider that too. And the ones who stayed steady Eddie and not the ones who try to be everything to everybody are the ones that succeed and the ones that their clients will revisit and revisit and come back and keep creating those opportunities with them and relationships to have a sustainable and long lasting relationship versus, you know, every quarter, every year, still trying to have that conversation to keep your client it's almost like it will happen organically and naturally when you you have it set up properly um, and rightfully with with purpose um, driven sales and opportunity that's built for the both of you right and uh, we talked about you know the sales and how that can suck your life out we talked about purpose <laughs> and yes. passion but we didn't speak about burnout a lot of that mm. is to burnout and you know, I mean, you, you felt that when you were doing your finance job, it wasn't something that was happy for you. So it's kind of like burning out there. How can people battle that burnout and find that actual purpose and passion in their life? Certainly burnout. I mean, I've experienced burnout myself. I did experience it for two years. I continued working through that. I had no time off. Um, I just discovered eventually I gave in to realizing I was in burnout. Um, I work with a lot of clients through burnout. And the number one thing that they have to do is you know, you can go to all the yoga classes, you can go to all the breathwork circles, you can go to all the fitness gyms and get to a better place, you know, mind-wise, body-wise, but there's still going to be an underlying sense of something that's that's going to contribute to you either staying in burnout or um, falling into it over and over. And that thing is realizing what is the actual contributor to why you're burning out. There's many reasons, but if, if you can start really understanding, so here's, here's a little exercise that some people can try is really that more or less. Um, it's a really simple exercise. And basically you look at what you want more of in your life and what you want less of. And normally, or a lot of times I should say, um, you see, that they coincide. When you have less of something or when you want less of something in your life, it's because you're doing more of something else that's not allowing you the time or the ability to do that or vice versa. When you want something more, there might be something in the less column that, that you're, you want less of and it's why you don't have more of something else. So getting- on a sticky note. <laughs> Yeah, getting getting to the root, the real root cause, you know, we, we say, um, I recently did um, uh, just a cod, podcast snippet, um, stating, you know, we're very vague when we say like, oh, I'm so burnt out. Why are you burnt out? Oh, my work, it's so stressful. It's whatever. Oh, family things are really taxing on me this, this season or something. But there's still a deeper root in there as to why you're burning out. And a lot of times it could be just your lack of resilience. There could be a lack of boundaries that you're setting for yourself. Um, and not to say that it's all you, but it's how you respond or react to what is happening around you that will determine whether or not you fall into burnout or stay in burnout. Staying in burnout too long will also hurt you physically and mentally in uh probably cause you to have uh, more health issues than you ever thought you could possibly have 
staying in there that long and trudging along through things, even though you burnt out. I like that more and less approach. And, uh, yeah, 100%. If I could just say, um, what happened to me in my burnout, um, I have a friend who's a doctor and he had said, made the comment to me, you know, Catherine, he's like, the longer you stay in this stress, the worse it's going to get because stress will affect you long-term. It's not just what happens to you this week or today. It's things that are affecting you that you won't even realize until later in life. And he's like, if I could say it, he's like, stress leads to death. And that is, you know, we, we are humans. We're meant to be mobile. We're not meant to sit at a desk 24 seven. Um, doing work and, and being under that high pressure and that stress that a lot of organizations put on their employees. Um, and so if you can catch it sooner, and that's kind of my goal with, with a lot of what I do, I have a program called Bust the Burnout. If I can help people catch themselves falling into burnout a lot quicker, um, we will help hopefully eliminate the fact that or eliminate the symptoms down the road that might occur. So things like that, you know, when you start seeing your digestive system change, that's a big sign. When you start seeing your sleep changing, but over and over where it means like even a nap doesn't even help refuel you. Um, your diet, you have to pay attention to, you know, what's exacerbating burnout versus fueling it. So for example, caffeine and alcohol, they, it exacerbates burnout, meaning it makes the symptoms worse. So if you can tone that down or find a way to, to incorporate it maybe sporadically versus more often, um, then you'll find that you know, other things will start fine-tuning themselves, such as better sleep, better energy, better moods, better um, responding versus reactive, being reactive. And that leads, like you said earlier, holistic approaches, and that's kind of how you should try to live your life and have that balance of work-life balance and holistically take care of yourself on both sides of the spectrum there so that you don't yeah. burn out and mentally burn out and wind up hurt yourself long run, long term. Yeah, it's one thing, like I do work with um, leadership development. So I look at it as performance, clarity, and wellness. And, or it's really clarity, performance, wellness, because if you don't add in that wellness piece, you can be productive at work, but there is still a lot of work to be done every day, every week, every year. Um, there's still a chance that you can burn out even if you're the most productive person in your organization. So it's about that holistic view, like you said, um, that ties in, you know, how are you performing? Is there clarity in what you're doing and purpose? And also then what does the wellness side look like? Because if you don't incorporate wellness, you're really missing a, a piece that could help help you sustain not falling into burnout. Right. A lot of our listeners are uh, veterans who started their own businesses as they were either getting out or even some of them started while they were in uh, doing online sales or online uh, pop-up shops. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give them as a, as they are starting their, their journey into a, I guess, a lifelong career with that business to foster a, a non-burnout life and to keep that purpose and passion going. Yeah, I mean, I would say um, certainly look into things of how to become as productive as you can. And um, one of the key things I would say certainly is recognizing that without rest and wellness, you well, let me rephrase this. So not taking care of yourself and not taking time for yourself to apply 
health and wellness means that you are taking away from your ability to be as productive as you can be. So a lot of times, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you run the ship. You think you have to work 24 seven, or maybe you just do because you're passionate about it. You have all these ideas constantly flowing. You wanna keep things moving. Without you, you feel like you know things aren't flowing. But the truth is, if you don't give yourself time to refuel, then you have nothing to give to you, you don't have enough to give to your business. So you have to take care of yourself first, right? It's like a car, it runs out of gas and <laughs> you, you need to keep yourself fueled. And, and by doing that, it's things that, you know, once a week, make sure you're doing something you're passionate about and make sure you include people that you love and that you love to laugh with and hang out with and enjoy the same, you know, hobby or whatever it is that, you, that you're doing. Make sure you incorporate that at least once a week because you need that to be able to um, step away. And in fact, it helps, it, it's proven that when you take time away from work and when you take a moment for yourself and you build some self-care into your routine, um, you actually become more creative as well, not just productive, but more creative because you've given yourself that space. You're not constantly feeling like you're under the thumb to get things done. Well, that, that pulsating hit on your head all day long. It, it feels better when you have to be able to refresh and start over again and have that power. Yeah. To, I guess not work in your business, but just work on your business. Yes. And a big thing too, I mean, I realized over time as well is just, and not to, not to um, sound like it discredits or not to downplay anybody's business by any means. But the truth is like, unless you're, you're there in the moment saving lives or that like, like how is the ship gonna gonna float or is it gonna sink if you take a bit of time off? You know, is the business, is the house really gonna burn down if you take that, you know, you need a day off and a, a personal wellness day, maybe is the house gonna burn down? But giving your space has, you know, meditation is great and yoga is great for this. It it allows you to take space and what space does is it like I said before, it it actually fuels creativity um, and it helps build clarity. And in turn, it will equal better productivity. Awesome. Great tips and a great chat with you today, Catherine. How can someone get in contact with you if they want to either hire you or just get some tips and tips, tips and tricks from you to move forward in their both personal and uh, professional lives? Thanks, Rich. Yeah, I have a website. So it's katherinemccourt.com. I won't spell it, so I, I know you'll put it in the show, in the show notes. So it's katherinemccourt.com. That's my name. Um, and in there, you'll see uh, at the top menu, it'll say work with me. And there's different ways. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do small group programs. I also have signature programs. Um, so really, there's something in there probably for everyone. And as I said, I do work online as well as in person if you're in the Vancouver area, but online with anybody else, um, as long as we can make the time zones work. I'm on the West Coast, so I'm Pacific Standard Time. And I'm also on Instagram, uh, Catherine L. McCourt. And then I have my podcast, which is called Fearless Future with Catherine McCourt. And that is fearless.future on Instagram as well. Awesome. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for taking some And LinkedIn. Sorry, LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Yes. You're not LinkedIn. You're linked out. So there it is. <laughs> Again, thank you for taking some of your time to share your story with the Misfit Nation today.
Thanks for having me, Rich. It was a pleasure to speak to you. Awesome. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Although the years have changed now and we go by different names, I remember the sound of our roof in the rain. And my mind goes back in time to a place so far gone. Where the love we left behind us was still new. We were listening to a record on the end of your bed. Not giving thought to where it was all going. And I was striving in there so badly I could read your mind. Just so I could know the things that you were knowing. I believe, yes I do. The hardest part is always leaving love behind. I believe, yes I do. That everything we lose will be a gift in time. But the hardest part is leaving love behind. When it was time to say goodbye, those words came down like stones. I admit for so long after, it was hard to feel at home. We would hear the highway song shifting down in the night. I was grateful that the echoes broke the quiet. I believe, yes I do. The hardest part is always leaving love behind. I believe, yes I do. That everything we lose will be a gift in time. But the hardest part is leaving love behind Just a lesson learned in love It's not angry, it's not sad Sometimes you gotta lose something To know what you have I believe, yes I do The hardest part is always Leaving love behind
You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are... Fit, 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 fit Nation.